नमस्कार आचार्य जी आई एम प्रमिता कास्था एंड आई एम अ थर्ड ईयर अंडर ग्रेजुएटिक्स एंड कम्युनिकेशन इंजीनियरिंग एट आई आई टीपुर सो माई क्वेश्चन इज दैट इन स्पाइट ऑफ बींग फुल्ली अवेयर ऑफ द कॉन्सिक्वेंसिस वाई डू पीपल एंगेज इन सेल्फ हार्मिंग बिहेवियर to be more specific what i am asking for is that why do people they stay in toxic marriages relationships friendships get into addictions do substance abuse or uh, or do some other uh, self harming activities like biting nails and pulling hair and how to get out of this once the person is aware see nobody engages in self harm knowing fully well that the action will lead to harm hmm? whatever one does one does for the sake of happiness or pleasure that's how we are okay sir so i i was going up with my follow up to my own question which is hmm. that uh, as you said that uh, nobody is fully aware they are definitely doing it for some happiness Yep. but uh, they must also realize that that happiness is short lived only for the must must and should do not work in the domain of prakriti and body you tell your body you must wake up does it oblige you hmm you know of the you, exactly you know of the physical tendencies how they are you tell your body you must not uh, inhale the virus along with the air would it listen to you it won't it has its own mechanism it operates as per its own ancient design and we were saying that we share this design with the jungle the bananas and the monkeys we are actually quite helpless when it comes to this design it's just that there is a ray of hope human beings have a peculiar consciousness that not only seeks liberation but can actually attain liberation that too within its life span so what you call as self harm is actually just an attempt towards liberation gone wrong the fellow was trying something and he thought it would work out it didn't and when it doesn't work out it results in harm that self harm self harm is not merely uh, when you pop some toxic pills or other kind of things you narrated somebody is uh, indulging in violent behavior somebody is getting into neurotic relationships somebody is tolerating toxic relationships self harm is not merely that those are just very visible expressions of self harm self harm is when you make a bad choice thinking it is good self harm is not only when you say oh my relationship has gone awry self harm is when you first of all enter that relationship no self harm is when your entire concept of life is a borrowed one those who have realized they have said self harm is when you take birth as a deluded human being so we are born 
greatly vulnerable to self-harm irrespective of what we decide the usual decisions that we make will be towards self-harm it's just that sometimes the bitter consequences of those decisions are revealed sometimes they remain hidden even till the moment of death so we keep saying oh i made a good decision oh this thing has worked out for me oh this relationship is good this career option has been great oh i built a mansion oh i am such a successful person oh i am respected by all and then we don't realize that all that we have done has actually just been a very long series of steps in self harm you you allow your uh, usual tendencies to dominate you and whatever you do is an act of self-harm in fact acting as the conditioned ego is the fundamental act of self-harm patronizing your ego patronizing your false freedom is basic self-harm saying i know what to do and i lead my life as per my terms and conditions is self harm saying oh i do not know what to do and i lead my life as per others commands that too is self harm being a slave to others opinions or advices is obviously self harm being a slave to your own thoughts and desires and feelings is self harm even greater so you see that's the um, extent of the disease whatever we do is likely to result in self harm therefore one has to tread very cautiously right and that's where wisdom literature comes in that's where vedant steps in so uh, as you mentioned acharya ji that uh self harm is nothing but we uh, a step towards uh, liberation gone wrong yes who is taking the step is it the consciousness consciousness that has yielded to the body the steps are always taken by consciousness always the actor is consciousness the question is who is counseling that actor who has that actor appointed as its chief advisor if you appoint your body as your chief advisor if you appoint your conditioning your education your past your experiences your own fancies and concepts as your advisor then you will choose wrongly and that's self harm so it's not the consciousness then who is responsible uh, for harming the body spirituality calls it impure consciousness consciousness fettered to the body is called impure consciousness or conditioned consciousness we all say i right that's consciousness the moment you utter i you are conscious the thing is what is that i wedded to when you say i you say i am something so you have very strongly linked yourself to something 
what is it that you have associated yourself with that's what matters in life i am what 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 are you acharya ji it is still not very clear like uh, you told when consciousness is yielded to our body but how to be conscious about this thing that our consciousness is yielded with our body and we are self harming ourselves you see there are many many ways hmm? one thing is the bodily tendencies are repetitive in nature so if you find yourself repeating what you have been doing in your past and thinking that that's you that's one strong sign that you are in bondage right one second the body does not know anything of its own it only has a conditioned structure so if you find yourself operating as per the knowledge or conventions supplied by the world to you or you find yourself operating as per your experiences or the customs of your society that's another strong sign that uh, you are not acting freely and the third symptom is quite telltale if you find what you are doing is fundamentally the same as what animals do that's a strong indicator you are not free you see you are very interested let's say in building a house for yourself that's something even animals are very interested in you are very interested in territorial occupation i want to call this room as my room or or let's say i want to capture a certain market share even that is territory mental territory you know i want to capture a certain market share for my product or service that's something that even animals do i want to have the best alpha male for myself that's something even animal females do i want to spend my time just running after food shelter pleasure sex that's something even animals do so if you find that your urges are fundamentally the same as that of an animal you are most probably in bondage if you find that your urges correspond very strongly to what everybody else is doing or what most people are doing chances are you are in bondage if you find what you are doing today is very similar to what you were doing 5 or 10 years back chances are you are in bondage and there can be many many other signs to figure out that you are in bondage the most important one being suffering itself if you find that your actions go wrong the output is hardly what you had expected that you are thrown into suffering again and again then you should realize that you are acting in an unconscious way now when you realize you are acting in an unconscious way a very 
a very bad kind of response can be to suppress your suffering and start saying I am not suffering at all. Don't do that. If you suffer, acknowledge that you are suffering and that will open the possibility of, uh, of correction. So, there are many ways. If you want me to add to the list, a great way is uh, good companionship. Be with good books, be with wise people and see how they go about their lives and uh, it is almost certain that you will find very striking differences. And that will tell you where your bondages lie. Because a wise man is a free man. If your way of living, if your center of thought, if your relationship with your body and feelings is, uh, is fundamentally different from the way the, the wise ones have had, then it is time to do a reality check. I am not saying that you have to blindly follow anybody, but it is an it's a red flag, is it not? How is it so that that person worthy of respect and love has been operating from a center that is very different from mine? As a as a young person, as an honest inquirer, you must address this question.